when you say the foundation, we got a lot of new people co- coming into town, and uh, they're you know first thing they do when they come to downtown, they join the caucus, and then they come on this uh, show. But John, what is the foundation all about? Well, so the friends of Lake Forest Park and Rec and Rick jump in with either to correct me or add the appropriate color commentary. Um, was put in place by Fred Jackson, I believe in 2000 or, or close to that time frame. And Fred, who was, who was obviously the longstanding director of, of Lake Forest Park and Rec, and now it's led by Sally Swarthout. Um, but Fred saw an opportunity to raise private funds to support all of the activity that the Park and Rec uh, undergoes. And, and as you may know, it's not its own taxing entity, right? It's a, it's a budget item on the city council's uh, budget or the city's budget. And um, the foundation has been very successful in raising dollars to support the sailing program, providing you know, the, the priority needs that they may have. We've done a lot at the golf course most recently and um, numerous other activities. And, and currently, um, Jackie Greca is the president of the Friends of Lake Forest Park and Rec Foundation. Rick, did I miss anything there? No, that's about it. I mean, we're, we're a, a, an all-volunteer army of about 15 to 20 people. Uh, essentially trying to support parks and recreation programs in the city. So as John said, we raise, we raise funds for special events. Um, you know, two years ago, we raised funds for a uh, fire and rescue boat down at the lakefront that patrols up and down the coast. We put the pavilion in or we contributed to the pavilion out in Townline Park. Um, you know, we host the Fred Jackson golf outing as a fundraiser. We do the festival and fireworks. We have the, the Lake Forest Music Festival coming up in August and then the tree lighting ceremony and, and Friday. So, you know, we're raising money for events. We're also providing funds for a scholarship for families in town that are need based. Um, we help support Parks and Rec in terms of some funding for maybe things that aren't in our budget or things like that, just to kind of you know, enrich the community, engage the community, you know, healthy lifestyles. It's all about trying to get people involved and have fun. And, you know, Lake Forest is a great community. So getting people out and about and engage with each other is kind of, you know, the, the central core of our mission. So if I just and, moved into town, how do I sign up? How do I get in? How do I become a part of it? Yeah, so, so great question. So if you go to the Park and Rec website, we have our, the foundation has its own tab within there that talks about our mission and what we're doing. Uh, and then the events that we have throughout the year. And so there's a contact me button on there. So if folks want to come in town and get involved, we would love to, we'd love to hear from you. And, you know, most of, most of our members kind of come in like John did serve for four or five years, uh, if you will have fun and be involved in it. A lot of them do it because their kids are maybe in elementary or, or junior high. And, you know, so they want to benefit, you know, their kids and their friends, kids in that program. So it's, it's kind of a, Spend as much time or as little time as you want, but be an ambassador for parks and recreation throughout the community and, and kind of help spread the, the gospel. The, the rec gets such a tiny portion of city funds to do what they want to do. And the, the foundation has been, ever since its inception, has been a great um, addition because they come up with ideas, things to do. And it, um, whether, like Rick was saying, whether the rec gives some money towards it or vice versa. It's, it's created more stuff, nice things going on in the community where if they 
the foundation wasn't there, you know, how do you, how do you do the fireworks? Never would have happened if the foundation's there, it, you know, a lot of this stuff is because of what the foundation, it's been great for the community. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, sometimes politics, and fireworks. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with the voice of the Lake Forest High School basketball, football, lacrosse, chess team, water polo, Scoop Walker. How you doing, Scoop? Good, Pete. How are you? Friday? Friday, sunshine. Perfect day. Perfect day for grass fields. Hey, we've got a couple guests today, Scoo. John Powers recommended Rick Amos to come on the show and talk about the 4th of July Festival and Fireworks, as well as the August Music Festival. John says he's lit. Before we get to John and Rick, the Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers and listeners like you. Shark Guy Beach Fishing, they're the premier South Florida beach fishing experience out of Longboat Key, Florida. Their world-renowned captains not only put you on the fish, but they'll help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check them out on Facebook or at sharkguybeachfishing.com to schedule an outing. Shark Guy is your guy for your next charter. Disclaimer, still doesn't charter. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Reverend, everybody together. Reverend Lubeck from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt Elizabeth C. Coastal Lance Auto RDM. Broadstop Breakfast Group in Kenosha. Captain Mike's in downtown Kenosha. And Greentown Tavern in Waukegan. Scoo, John Powers and Rick Amos. Well, welcome hang on to one the show. Hang yeah. on one second. I just wanted hang to ask. I, I, you keep saying I don't charter, but how do you charter if you're a beach fishing? What are you chartering if you're a beach fishing? You're, you're chartering a group on a section of land on the beach to have uh, this guy, Robbie Metz, tru- trunk out there in shark-infested waters to put uh, chum out there. I thought chartering is like you're taking a boat on the water. but you're You can actually- charter a boat and you can charter an okay. outing, an outing. You know what I mean? He's got his own little mm-hmm. land there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what he told me, Scoo. What do you want? just wanted to know. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if any of you guys know Robbie Metz, but uh, he'll 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 hook you up, so to speak. Nice. See, that's what we need, Scoo. Why can't you be like that, eh, John, John Powers? Welcome to the show, John. Have we met before? I think I remember seeing you somewhere on Christmas Eve about a year ago or so. Yeah. Well, I I was a uh, invited guest on Christmas Eve um, just this last season, so it's been. Been six, seven months almost, and uh, and happy to be back. Especially, you know, talking about Lake Forest Park and Rec's foundation, the friends of Lake Forest Park and Rec. And oh, uh, Christmas Park Eve! Park I remember Park. you. I remember you now, John. That's when I had the vid. Oh, you did! I didn't know that. I know. Oh. I, think was, I know. Scoo had his Christmas attire on, as I recall. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's the show. Hot as hell in that stuff. I, I recall by the end of the podcast, I think there was some perspiration generating. <laughs> all right, poor Rick. He's waiting in the green room. Let's don't eat all the green M&Ms. Rick, uh, Rick Amos, come on in, man. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. 
Hey, John tells me you're lit, man. Is that true? Well, it depends who you ask, and it depends what day of the week it is, but uh, it's been known to happen. But, yeah, we're we're all things about the 4th of July Festival and fireworks this time of year as we're preparing for that here in a couple of weeks. So you're the guy. I mean, boom, 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 you're the guy. You You are the guy. Well, it depends who you ask. I mean, uh, certainly I've been a part of the uh, festival for the last 16 years, going on 17 years. And, and so I'm kind of the event coordinator for, for the event. And it's been a fun, uh, a fun effort. And John's been involved as, as of about 14, 15 other people uh, kind of putting this together for the, for the community. And it's a uh, great fun and, and a big night with a, you know, probably the biggest community event. Lake Forest has, you know, we get about 10,000 people depending on the weather. Oh, it's a good turnout. But one of the things we're excited about now is, you know, for the last three years, we've been talking about, you know, ways to enhance the the parks program and get more people involved. And, you know, while we all love living in Lake Forest, you know, weather can be a bit of a challenge. Uh, And a lot of athletic events are being canceled throughout the year and have been for some time. So, you know, currently the city's going through a program of designing uh, turf fields for Deer Path Community Park. And so we were involved in helping fund a study and a survey in the community to find out what amenities people are looking for, what, what type of things should Lake Forest be investing in. And, you know, this will culminate by the end of uh, 2023 with uh, a new project behind Deer Path School next to the rec center, which will likely be a very large uh, all-encompassing athletic uh, uh, complex, if you will. That's more of a community park that'll have turf fields and things that'll you know allow for programming, you know, for nine, 10, 11 months out of the year rather than the current five or six. So, you know, those are kind of the things we get involved in in terms of community involvement with talking to our city leaders and our parks and recreation department and saying, hey, what sort of amenities, what kind of things should we be thinking about doing? So it's a perfect example. Isn't that where the uh, swimming pool is supposed to go, the uh, Lake uh, Forest uh, public swimming pool? You know, once upon a time, there was talk <laughs> yeah. of, of, of that. and Years ago. Years ago. And, you know, now that's that's the main athletic campus in town, if you will. And so and yeah. enhancing that and, and, and doing it in a responsible way is, is kind of the mission of our group now. But, you know, you, you think about, Pete, I know you're you're – kidding about that because we've talked about that but well the people that was kind of the precipice of fred creating something like the foundation because again i mean it to i think if the pool didn't get shot down so many times in the past if the foundation not necessarily was running it but had that support and developed that support from the community i think there would have been a different situation but that's the power of the foundation and what they do is they can take ideas that the rec wants to do that kind of would never get done under the city and push forward with these events. And that's, that's really what, how good they've been doing. Well, and I think that's the spirit of volunteerism in the forest, right? I mean, all our boards and commissions are volunteers, right? As you guys know, as well as anybody. And over the last two years, we've, I, I think the number directionally is accurate. We've sold about 1,000 homes. Um, we've added about 2,600 new residents in total. Um, and the needs of those younger families are going to continue to evolve. And, you know, we have a very traditionalist kind of mindset in Lake Forest, which I, I'm not saying is good or bad. 
Um, but when you're trying to cater to new young families that are looking for added services and to Rick's point, to try to get involved and engaged and be active, you know, we think we need to do more. I think that's why you see the progress at the golf course, which has got to be, you know, one of the nicest facilities for a, for a city park course, if you will, um, anywhere anywhere in the North shore, uh, if, if not the Midwest. And I think there's huge opportunity there to do more and more as, as you see the lawn open up here in the coming weeks, but, um, it's, it's going to be a great facility. And Stu, I, I remember you mentioning on one of the podcasts, you know, what a great destination that was in the wintertime when we were kids, right? Because you could right. sit there, they had a toboggan run. Um, I think there's a huge opportunity to make that kind of a destination once again in the winter, whether it's right. country, skiing, the, you know, the services that are there. Um, it, it's, it's a fantastic play. I mean, even if it's a quick happy hour after work, you want to swing by there, sit on the patio and have a beer. Right. I mean, talk about one of the best kept secrets in town. It's a wonderful, right. it's a wonderful place to be able to, you know, meet new people and at the same time enjoy the facility that's kind of been created for all our citizens. And to think of just a few years ago, there was a serious talk about turning that into walking land, <laughs> you know, and getting rid of the golf course. So, I mean, that's the foundation. That's you know, everyone that was involved in that really. Wait, what's walking land? Path. Oh. Open lands, walking and admiring the weeds and the nature. Oh, that's a good news. Uh, speaking of good news, 10,000 people are going to be coming in to check out the fireworks. I'm sure a good portion of them are going to be wearing high heels. There's a rumor <laughs> that uh, this is done uh, in Deer Park. Uh, fireworks are going off in Deer Park. And if we put artificial turf Deer there... Path. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, like Lake, fire, Lake Street. <laughs> so, remember, newcomer. Mm -hmm. So, fireworks aren't necessarily going off there, right? Uh, because if you had our artificial turf and you set off fireworks, I'm guessing they would melt some plastic. Well, two two thoughts, P. One is uh, we we actually shoot the fireworks from on Wednesday's golf course, so they're they're visible and viewable from the Deer Path Community Park. Uh, setbacks, state laws for fireworks require us to have 480 feet. Uh, so we, we've uh, entered into an agreement and thank you to Onwansi Country Club for allowing us to shoot off those fireworks from their, uh, from their driving range. Um, but that being said, you know, you raise a good question. You know, you, you put down a synthetic turf, which is plastic, and we're going to shoot off fireworks in the future. So how does that work? So uh, the, the reality is by the time the fireworks streamers get to the surface, they've cooled and it's just, a, it's just paper debris uh, by yeah. the time they make it there. So there's no, there's no fire hazard or melting hazard, if you will, once we do synthetic turf. Well, there's a little group out there called the Green Meanies. I don't know if you've heard of them, uh, but uh, they seem to pop up anytime when common sense is a, a, a arises in, in town and, uh, you know, we've had a good stretch of weather here where it's been sunshine, but uh, that, that land over there gets uh, pretty wet. So there's been some kind of pushback that if we put artificial turf there and you do the fireworks, you get 10,000 people coming in. How do you walk in that land with your high heels on and whatnot? Where do all these 10,000 people go? Yeah, so, you know, while the plans are underway for the new park, 
you know, I'll hold off on making too many comments there until the city comes up with their design and approval. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be a part of that ad hoc committee. So um, I, I am aware and we've had a, a couple meetings already where we're trying to satisfy the wants and needs of everybody in the community and, and, and do it in a respectful way and conscious of the environment. But, you know, that being said, you know, the current field is grass. Um, you know, uh, we have plenty of, of space over there. There's about 10 acres of land over there. So, you know, to, to spread out eight to 10, 11,000 people is not a problem uh, over there. And so we have parking over there and plenty of areas for folks to walk in and uh, kind of do Ravinia style. You know, if you're new to town, you can bring in a cooler, bring uh -huh. your own drinks, bring your own food. Uh, you can bring in little tables, chairs to set up on the grass and kind of enjoy, enjoy the day. Uh, Is it but, like parking for a football game? Like you, no, there'll be you, people out there directing and yeah, like, we have, we work with the city on this. Uh, you know, there's about 60 to 70 people behind the scenes orchestrating the event. So it's everything from folks helping you park your cars at the, at the Deer Path Middle School, uh, to entering the park, setting up you know, a, a tent area, if you will, uh, no, no, no staking of tents, but, you know, lawn chairs and blankets and things of that nature out into the field. Uh, we have uh, food and beverages available for those that want to uh, just come and enjoy it and buy those items. There's activities for the game. There's, there's inflatables for the kids to run around and jump around. There's games in the back for them to try and win, you know, various uh, items. So there's a little bit for everybody. Porta potties? Or porta potties, as well as the comfort stations with air conditioning, you know. So not porta potties. Yeah, those are stations. <laughs> these are stations. Yeah, these are the real deal. And uh, you know, it's fun. Wait, what's the, the difference? I have. Well, I've obviously you haven't been there, Pete. <laughs> yeah. So, so a porta potty. Hey, not everybody's lived in Lake Forest for like a hundred years. Okay, you know. So porta potties, your construction trailer, where you go in, open the door and do your business, right? A yeah. comfort station is a trailer that's air conditioned that'll have Ooh. four or five facilities in, in it. Uh, they have air conditioning, they have wash stations, you know, it's it's All basically right. a mobile bathroom. Got it. So it's a Lake Forest porta potty, I get it. Well, we, we rent them. It's not a Cicero. So they're all they, these can be in Cicero, you know, they don't okay. discriminate, but right. it is right. fun over the years. I've had people saying that the bathrooms are nicer in the trailers than they are in their homes. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's a hot, it's generally hot on the 4th of July. So having yeah, yeah. a wash station is just kind of a nice thing. So, so what time do people start showing up? You know, you want to get a good spot. People are, you know, hopefully it's not as bad as Ravinia where you've got the no, it's much easier. It's, yeah. you know, there's plenty of space there for folks, and we manage the crowds pretty nice. So, so the the uh, gates open at five o'clock. You know, you roll in with your wagon or walk in, grab yep. your spot, uh, sit down, enjoy music. the The bands start at six o'clock. Uh, we have two. We have an opening band that plays, and then we have uh, this year's performers that uh, we're doing the music. It's a classic rock theme this year, so we're doing the music of uh, Journey in Boston. So we have the lead singer, Tommy DiCarlo of Boston, who was for a number of years that's yeah. touring now. So he'll be doing, he'll be doing the music. That'll go to about 9.30, 9.40. And then we have a 20 minutes fireworks show. So the, the evening wraps up about 10 o'clock. So come in at five, you're, you're home by 10. And to your point about traffic control, the field and everybody are gone by 1030. So in 20 okay. to 30 minutes, everybody's in their car and has left. So it's pretty easy to get in and out. 
How do you get tickets, Rick? At so you, the can buy, you can buy tickets a couple of different ways. You can go online to our website uh, and purchase tickets online. Um, we have parking uh, available online if you want a premium spot. Otherwise, you can come the day of the event. Um, you know, you can pay cash for parking at the gate or you can park in town and walk down if you want to do that. Uh, and then you can buy tickets right at the gate. And all the parking lots in town are open? All the parking lots in town are open and they're free. If you want to park in front of the school, uh, it's $20 a car. Uh, and as I said, we have a limited number, I think 175 uh, premier parking spots, which is right outside the entrance gate. And those are uh, $50. Easy out, easy out's 50. Easy out is 50. And guys, I just added, you know, this is a fundraiser, right? So we yeah. sell parking for $20 a car as a means to generate funds for the park and rec department, right? So we've had, we've had discussions in the past, you know, what do we do with the pricing? How do we, you know, manage by, in conjunction with the city, right? Just- Do you still have those different levels of- Tickets you can buy with the parking and you, all you that do. Good so stuff. there's two two parking options. You have general admission, which is cash at the at the gate when you come in, or as I said, you can buy a premier spot ahead of time. It's only online for the premier spots. In terms of ticketing, you can get a general admission pass. We provide a, a little discount for Lake Forest and Lake Bluff residents. Uh, if you're out of town, you pay five bucks more. Um, so then you can come in. You can also buy a VIP pass. So we do have a, a nice area up near the stage that we have a caterer come in and provides uh, free beverages and free food for your group. So if you'd rather just kind of come in, enjoy the day without having to roll in a, a buy food or, or roll in a cooler, you can come in and buy a VIP area. So you get a special seating area and uh and burgers and dogs and beer wine soft drinks water whatever you want in terms of uh, are there limited numbers of the vip passes or there are there are limited numbers so we only sell them online ahead of time we we actually shut that down on july 1st uh, in terms of it so we make sure we have enough food and you know what our set quantities are there so there are a limited number there we also offer a, a, a family pack so if you want to come in, you get a $50 discount. If you want to come in, you, you know, a family of four can come in and buy the VIP pack. And if you've got three kids rather than two, you can buy a, a single add-on, if you will, to, to meet the needs of your family, which is a quite popular option. And that sounds like a party. And the VIP pack also includes premier parking. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. You get a park right by the gate. You get a walk in. You get to go in eat and drink without having to worry about it and, and uh, off you go. It's a nice, it's the best way to go, to be honest with you. Now, John and Rick, do you got any inside tips just for the people that listen to this show on the ins and outs, any, any advice, obviously buy your tickets in advance. What else? So, so the big advantage to buying your ticket in advance is you kind of avoid the lines the day of, because, you know, with 10,000 people coming, you know, 70% of the folks still are buying, you know, entrance the day of the event. So if you want to avoid the hassle, you want to walk right through the gate, just save yourself time and energy and buy, buy online. Um, it's, it's the way to go. As I said, you get a better deal if you buy online than the day event. There's a discount on ticket sales, um, you know, if you buy online. So it's just a, it's an easier, no fuss way to go. Um, the VIP area is wonderful. Uh, the food there is outstanding. Our caterer that we hire for our event 
um, does all the biggest concerts that come through town. So whether it's Eric Church or the Rolling Stones or whomever it might be, he does the events down at Soldier Field and at United Center when these big national touring bands come through town. So through a Lake Forest connection that we got, we were able to convince him to come and work our event. So uh, the food is quite good. Um, and it's, it's a fun, it's a fun day, you know, so also the advantage of buying a VIP pass. Hold on, customer service. Hail damage. All right, continue. <laughs> so also the advantage of the VIP pass is that you get entrance at three o'clock. So if you want to come in and stake out your area in the field, again, there's 10,000 people out there, yeah. eight and a half, nine acres, right? So if you want to come in and stake out a spot, maybe hang balloons for your party, um, you know, you can get in early and set up. You have to exit the park and you can come back at five, but you can avoid carrying in blankets and chairs and all that kind of stuff ahead of time with the VIP pass. So, you know, we've, we've tried to make this an incentive for people who want to do it. And, and a lot of people do take advantage of that. Well, how long have you guys been doing this? It's our 16th year. 16th year. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So you know what you're doing. We've been, we've, we've kind of got it down. You know, we all, we pray for, or for good weather, no rain about three or four days before the event. So, you know, that's, that, yeah. that always could make it interesting. Well, but I'm, thus far, no rain in 16 years. Rick's being a little modest, first of all. <laughs> right, yeah. Food upgrade, by the way, was really driven because, you know, we had a hiccup or two in past years trying to really cater to particularly our sponsors and Lake Forest Bank and Trust. Is, is one of our premier sponsors for the event. And so they, they have been incredibly supportive over the years. And to try to really meet expectations for them, Rick, Rick did a really nice job of going out and seeking a new caterer that can provide kind of that consistent level. So instead of your hot dog being burnt on one side and not cooked on the other, uh, just to bring up a, a little example, um, we've got a much more consistent offering, particularly for those VIP guests and the sponsors that help support it. And who's the caterer? Yeah, so it's HSG Catering, which is not a name you would know, but as I said, they do all the big events at Soldier and, and, and at uh, uh, United Center for all the big tours that come through town. Wendy Shanker from Wintrust, um, you know, is our main contact. She's been very supportive of our foundation over the years and, and with the bank and and so she helped us kind of coordinate this. They run a lot of events. So obviously Wintrust is a big sponsor down at Wrigley and, and down at the Sox Park, right? So, so, you know, we've been able to expand our reach, if you will, through connections and partnerships and sponsorships we've had to kind of upgrade the experience and the quality of, of what we're doing for the day. To John's point, you know, we want this to be a premier event. We want people to come in, have a good time, and you know, get some decent food. There's good wine, there's good beer, there's IPA beers, there's water, there's soft drinks. So, you know, we really have tried to make this a a Ravinia style event with the quality that Ravinia does so well as well, but bring it to the floor. Just the, so, the nose so isn't up as high. Pete, no more excuses. They, we've been they've been doing it for 16 years. You've been here for four. Five. You need to start five. You need to four, go four, this five, year. Yeah. You need to make an appearance. Are you going? I always go. All right. Absolutely. You know, the All one right. thing, Pete, the one thing we haven't mentioned is the fireworks are spectacular. 
Oh, unbelievable. I mean, and it's, you know, it's 20 minutes, but it's an intense 20 minutes. And, and well, it's pretty close. So you get, it's like over your head almost. I mean, it's not dropping on you, but you get a good, that's the way to do it. Absolutely. Right? Um, the, the music that that's played along with it has been fantastic. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're attracting people from outside the community because it's become, it's become very popular. And, and certainly, you know, that following of people that have participated in the past continue to come year in and year out, which makes it really fun and, and certainly a great, you know, signature event for the city of yeah, we, no, we no. you know, the one of the fun parts about being involved is, you know, when we organize the fireworks, we've all been to those shows where every 10 or 15 second one goes off. We said, no, 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 let's Ooh. let's change it. Let's make it let's compact it into 20 minutes, bring in choreographed music to the event, and it's just boom, 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 boom for 20 minutes, right? So we get folks from, as John said, from Wisconsin. And all over the place. Last year, John and I had the pleasure of a, of a woman came from the south side of Chicago. Um, and as I was walking through the crowd uh, last year, you know, I noticed she was sitting in a lawn chair by herself. And so I went over and introduced myself to her and talked to her and, and, uh, and got to know her. And she said, hey, I was just looking for a safe place to go on Fourth of July. And I heard it, heard you guys were doing this. I heard it's good. So I decided to come up. So we invited her to join our families, you know, and, and uh, she didn't have any food. She didn't have anything to drink. This was her first time being there. And so she came in and had a good time. And, and uh, at the end of the night, she came over to John and I and gave us both a big hug and said, thank you. You know, to, to your point, Pete, she goes, I always thought people from the Lake Forest were kind of a little snooty, but you guys were welcoming. You invited <laughs> me in. You gave me something to drink. You fed me. And she goes, I couldn't have had a better night and I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back next year. Right. So, you know, that's the outreach we're trying to do and, you know, come on in and have a good time and, and, and feel safe and have a great evening. Now, Rick, you do music, right? Uh, you do festivals. What are some of the events coming up that we can clue people in on? Yeah, it's a good point. So, you know, the success of this over the, over the last uh, 16 years said, you know, there's an insatiable appetite for, for having fun and music and, and, you know, getting together in the community. So we threw a second festival, which is now uh, called the Lake Forest Music Festival. And so this is on Saturday, August 20th, uh, a little bit different event in that it's held in the parking lot behind city hall. So you got that beautiful backdrop of, of city hall behind behind the, and, and it's an easy in, easy out event. So it's a, it's an afternoon, a Saturday afternoon. We have two stages going in, in the parking lot. You buy a pass, you can come in, you can come out. Um, it starts at four o'clock in the afternoon. Again, goes to about 10 o'clock in the evening. Uh, again, there's, there's beverages there. There's food stations there. There's VIP passes there. If you want to come in and just have a great, great event. Last year, our theme was burgers and bourbon. So we had, we had different types of burgers being served. Uh, we had uh, six or seven different kinds of bourbon drinks there as well as a full bar as well as beer, you know, wine uh, and, and soft drinks and water available for folks and two stage going. And so we're doing it again this year. Our theme for 2022 is tacos and tequila. So again, we'll have seven tequila uh, types of drinks as well as tequila samplings available there with food. And again, we have a classic rock stage going 
this year uh, with the, the headliner there is Bruce in the USA, which is the top rated Bruce Springsteen tribute band in the country. Uh, we bring them in from Las Vegas. Um, they played last year. Uh, we're quite a draw this year. We're giving them an extra half hour to play. So they, they are just fantastic in terms of Bruce Springsteen type music. And then we have a country stage. So we have a great uh, brass buckle band playing, which has all types of, of country. Think Kenny Chesney like in terms of country music and Jason Aldean in terms of their kind of music. And then our headline on the country stage is Maddie and Tay, which is a duo, country up and coming duo that just won country music duo of the year at the CMA Awards about two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. And they are actually starting their first headlining tour uh, three weeks after they're playing our event. So our event will be a great uh, night for them because in essence, they're practicing their national tour. Uh, and so they'll be, we'll be getting the same performance at our stage that they're going to be doing on the big stages in the arenas that they start, I think, I think September 17th. So again, a great day to come in, bring your family. There's, there's, there's inflatables for the kids. There's things for everybody to do. There's games. Again, comfort stations are there available for those that, that need to use them. And it's just a great day of, you know, not as many people. We'll probably get five or 6,000 people, you know, at that event. But it's still a, a great event um, and brings the community out for a great cause. And who's your taco supplier? So we are currently talking to five or six different vendors about coming in and providing a variety of uh, different types of tacos and kind of make it. I don't want to say it's a food festival, not quite yet. I mean, we certainly aspire to at some point in time, if we get up to eight or nine, 10,000 people, you know, we'll bring in six or seven, maybe eight different food vendors there and maybe do a contest, food contest and things of that nature. So, you know, it takes a little while to, to build a following um, for these events. So we'll have four or five food vendors uh, there this year. And each, each food vendor makes their own creation, if you will. So there's, there's variety of choices for the patients. Is our local cantina going to be providing? Our local cantina will not be providing. Oh, right. Yeah. What a, what a shame. Right. <laughs> and, and the challenge is, uh, you know, it's a Saturday night. Um, and the restaurants just don't have the staff to be able Employees, to yeah to help to hold their normal restaurant. You know, they, they do about 500 meals on a Saturday night here in town. And so they just don't have the staff to work the restaurant and come over and work their event. So unfortunately, Authentico won't be there. You know, and I think the foundation's done a great job kind of evolving this event. I mean, we had some, we had some terrible weather the first couple of times we tried it and it was at Deer Path Park. We got flooded out. We got canceled a couple of years in a row due to lightning. Um, and so this recipe that the foundation has worked on going to the city hall parking lot um, helps to address kind of that change because we're trying to create these events where people stay in town, right? And, and create a community event that's fun and safe uh, all at the same time. And so bringing it into the city center, if you will, um, I think is a great adjustment to help ensure that it's easy in, it's easy out. Uh, it's something that's comfortable and convenient for for all our citizens to take advantage of, and it's it's uh, it's kind of a different um, approach to what we originally started out with with Oktoberfest. But we knew there was so much conflict with those dates, whether it be you know high school events, whether it be college football games, 
Um, we've zeroed in on this August 20th date as kind of the date where everybody's back in town from summer. Um, fall high school athletic programs have all started. So that's another anchor to know that people are in town. And then built an event around that where, where they can have fun over that weekend right before school starts and leading up to Labor Day. It's, uh, the foundation's done a great job navigating all that. Yeah, that's a great point, John, because you know, we got feedback that folks would like to come earlier in the day, bring their kids, maybe take them home and then come back as the adults for, for the, the night acts, right? And so, and so we provided in and out services. We did it in a town, so it's easy to get to. So, you know, unlike most festivals where, hey, come or don't come, you know, we really are community centric in terms of, you know, the folks that want to attend, what kind of event do they want and how do we make it easy? easy for them. So to John's point, we moved it, we moved it from September to August to help with weather and we do it the Saturday before school starts. So everybody's back in town and we're not conflicting with high school sports on Friday night or, you know, you know folks that are heading off to college to see their kids, you know, over the weekend. Now, what about these uh, parades? You guys know anything about any of the parades coming up? You know, not much. I know Lake Forest Day has has their parade and Lake Bluff has their Fourth of July parade. And, and you know, to to your point, Pete, we've we purposely scheduled our event to start later in the day because we didn't want to, you know, Lake Bluff does such a great parade. And yeah. So many people like to go that we didn't want to we didn't want to conflict with that. So we moved our day to the Good. end of the day. So it complemented the parade rather than really kind of competing. Because Scoo and I are going to be pushed around in office chairs at the Lake Bluff parade. So uh, we got to make sure. Come on, you already committed, Scoo. <laughs> yeah, what's not going to happen? I do other things that during the parade at Lake Bluff on the Lake Bluff parade. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't involve office chairs. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Rick, what else is going on uh, with the friends and, and uh, uh, the Parks and Rec? Who do we got to give kudos over there? Because uh, they do Everyone. a heck of a job, and uh, you only hear about things when things go bad. So, you know, let's give them a little something-something. You know, it's it's a great group of folks. Um, as I said, I've been involved. John's been involved for a long time. Jackie Greca is uh, is our new president. This is her second year. She's doing a fantastic job of of organizing the efforts and recruiting new people. You know, this is this is a board that again, you know, we're about community engagement and health and wellness and supporting park and recreation. So, you know, the, the design of the board has been set up that you kind of come in and serve uh, as much or as little as you want. You're really more of an ambassador in the community. So, so all are welcome and more people, more people we'd love to have come in and get involved. Um, and, and so PJ O'Neill was our past president. Mark Milliman was a past president. So, you generally cycle in and out of the board based on the age of your kids. And so we're, we're constantly looking for new people to get involved and quite frankly, ways to improve what we're doing. You know, the, I guess the good news and bad news is guys like John and I have been involved for 10 years or longer, right? Well, you, you've got all of our best ideas and our best thinking, right? So some of the new folks that have, that have gotten involved like John and Nicole Artell, uh, and some others are really bringing Joe Reedy just joined. So, you know, these are folks that are coming to town or have moved to town, want to get involved. Um, they want to look at ways to engage their kids in healthy lifestyles, whether that's improvement down to the beach or, as I said, this new this new uh, turf park 
you know, the community park with turf fields uh, is really going to be a marquee project in our community that, you know, we have an aggressive goal or the city has an aggressive goal is to have this up, you know, in the fall of 2023. So in essence, a year from now, you know, that's going to be turf fields. And that's going to bring on a whole new level of programming available because of the duration of the field. So, you know, you're talking about walking paths around the park. You're talking about, you know, the potential for an indoor facility uh, in the winter. Uh, I know some of the conversations we're having is about throwing up what they call a bubble, you know, over the winter time. So now you've got, you know, the ability to, to, to use sports in the winter time uh, in there. And so I know the city's thinking about and looking at those options. Um, so there's really a, it's really a great time to get involved. Uh, you know, we think park and recs is fun. You know, some people prefer city government. Some people like the, the, the hospital. Some people prefer, you know, to get involved in politics. So, you know, the great thing about Lake Forest is it's big enough, but small enough that there's something for everyone to do. Kind of where's your passion, you know, and, and, you know, I like to think our group's the one that likes to throw parties for the community and get people to, to know your neighbors and, and, and have a good time. School, when you were at Tyke, uh, tooling around town in your banana seat bike, was any of this stuff around? No. Heck no. Yeah, the beach, it was a bunch, a bunch of jetties and some sand, and, and, and there's nothing. I mean, this has been a great adjunct addition to the wreck in the city to have the friends there and all that um, to come up with ideas and different things. Because, like I said, if they weren't there, we would never have fireworks. We wouldn't have these concerts, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. So it's, it's, it's great work. Um, but Rick, I wanted to throw something at you. Uh, you mentioned the beach and all that. And have the friends ever looked at possibly leveraging or utilizing the pavilions down there to expand food service? You know, to, you know, make it go down there to be, instead of getting just a bag of chips and an ice cream, expanding it. I know it's tough, um, getting someone or a company down there, but boy, what an opportunity. Yeah. The, you know, it's a great buildings. point, Scoo. You know, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> really that question should be direct, directed to Sally Swarthout and Joe Mobile, but certainly it's been a, a topic of conversation. The, the, I think some of the, the most enjoyable part of what John and I have been able to do is, you know, we're not city employees. Right. And so right. We, we are residents in the community. We all our friends are residents of the community. So when you have an idea like Scoo just raised, you know, we can kind of be the tip of the spear to go to the appropriate people in town and go, hey, have we thought about doing X? Right. Um, and certainly food services is one of them. You know, I've, I've been a part with uh, Steve Hill and a few others that have been talking about expanding the, the beach and expanding the services, you know, bringing in, bring, expanding the marina area of it, for example, where you have docks where people can actually store their boats on the water in the wintertime is we think is a fantastic idea, an expensive idea, but, you know, bringing in fuel services, bringing in food and, and making the beachfront more of a destination for eating, right. if you will. Um, we think, uh, is why not take advantage of those natural resources? Before I lived in Lake Forest, I lived in California. And of course, for those that have been there, you know, the beachfront is a destination. You know, it's a way of life. And the, uh, the odd part when we first moved here to Chicago is that unless you live on the lake, you don't really get to enjoy the lake, right? And what a missed opportunity that is for all the other residents in town to come down and, and enjoy the day at the water, right? So, so clearly it's a topic. 
the challenge now, like everything else in food services is people and manpower, you know, and how do you, how do you support it efficiently and effectively? Um, but it is a topic of saying, Hey, how do we, how do we get more food services and more activities down there to handle more people? With food? And then I kind of throw it at you as a, as a curveball Cause when I was on the rec board, that was always a discussion, but it is, you know, who handles it, who manages it, but, and then Kemper's doing it right now, just kind of to help, but you got that opportunity and maybe that's something the friends could, you know, look at and, you know, how we well, can do it better. It's, it's what a $25 cover to get, get in there. And once you're in there, if you're out of Lake forest, of right. You pay 25 yeah. bucks, get down there. You sit down, they got, uh, you can get a, a wine, a beer and whatnot. Cause you know, when I invite my family from out of town, I mean, look, I know Foster beach. I know Montrose beach. If I could get into Oak street beach, that beach is nicer than any of those, you know, other three. So, uh, Whatever money gets put in there would definitely come back. Just think back in the 80s, what I hear, there was a lot of complaining and kicking and screaming to get that beach done. But I wonder how many of those people that were complaining are down there, you know, getting a suntan, right? Well, Pete, I think that's an interesting point. I mean, I made the traditionalist comment at the top of the podcast, right? There's a lot of folks that don't want change. I mean, just look at Forest Park. I mean, yeah. what, what the city went through for five years between meetings and questions and answers just to improve the park, which I think, you know, other than a handful of residents that live close by, they didn't want people in their front yard, supposedly, right? Yeah. They viewed the park as theirs. It, it's, it's a fantastic result. Um, and it, if, if you build it, they will come kind of mentality, right? You improve yeah. some of these facilities and you improve these events. It only makes it better for the, the, the entire community. And Rick had mentioned, you know, Sally Swarthout and Joe Mobile. So they're, they're, they're working through a lot of these things and, and they are part of the execution team of, of making all this stuff work. So when we're having fun on the 4th of July, the whole park, team is working right it's not a holiday for them it's not a holiday at tree lighter it's not a holiday at music fest yeah and and they're doing it because that's that's what we expect the citizens for those types of services and i think the beach is fantastic i you know i was embarrassed kind of prior to covid i didn't spend much time down there at all on occasion we'd run you know on our saturday runs we'd zip down the beach and buzz through, but to actually make it a destination point, my wife and I now do it several times a summer. Yeah, right. um, sit down there, read a book, hang out. Well, um, what's funny is, John, is these people that are complaining. Look, if you can take care of eighty percent of the need to eighty percent of the, the the people, you're you're doing okay. All right, somebody's going to be unhappy somewhere. You can't make everybody happy, or you go out of business. These people that are are complaining about having this thing at Deer Park. Uh, having the beach and whatnot, all these changes. These are the people that leave and go vacation somewhere else during the best time of the year don't, that aren't even around here. Am I right on that, school or am I off? Well, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's take, for example, we talked about it. I mean, uh, what's going on in town right now with, um, you know, I think what, what do we got? Four new restaurants coming in, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the old uh, Sophia's. You know, the residents are screaming and hollering. They don't want it, you know, blah, 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 blah. But yet at the end of the day, once it's in there, 
they're the patrons there and they love it. So I think it's just a combination. It's just, there are people that want to kind of complain about stuff, but yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. I mean, we got what, four restaurants guys coming in. You got Sophia's, um, that's, that's Colonial. Oh, Colonial. You got now, uh, where, um, Duffers is coming in. Duffers, Duffers is coming in and then uh, hometown that's taken over, uh, where Caputo's used to be. So that's a great thing. I would say, you know, but yeah, there's going to be people that are always going to complain, but then at the end of the day, they're the ones that are utilizing it all. I mean, look, if, as it relates to the 4th of July, if, if you can't come to a 4th of July event and have fun, don't come. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things. If, if, you know, there's too many crowd, too many people there, it's too crowded. Just donate. Just donate the money and don't come. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but again, it, it's, it's a national holiday that I think is, is fantastic in terms of allowing people to come together as a community. And are there some inconveniences? You know, maybe you get a park in town for free and walk over, maybe. Um, but generally speaking, um, I, think, I think people love, love those types of events, which is exactly why the foundation board is working yeah. to and, and I and I tell you what, growing up here, it was always, you know, there's fireworks here, but you're always like, where are we going to go to watch the fire, a good fireworks show? And I got to believe a lot of towns are doing that. So like, where can we go? Where, where's a good fireworks? And guess what? Now we have, we have it and we've had it, but you know, that's a, it is a destination to come to and it's fun. Well, Scoot, to your point, a, a third of our attendees at the, the fireworks show are from out of town. Yeah. And, and Oddly enough, some people complain about that. There's some oh. local local event, and and I think our the, the board's opinion is Lake Forest is a great community. We want to open people's eyes to the the advantages of being a resident of Lake Forest. So to engage folks outside that come in and see Lake Forest, and see that it's a friendly, fun community, it's a safe community. Maybe I might want to live there. Right? right. I mean, there's there's a grander plan here. Uh, at, at stake, which is, hey, this is a good place to live. Come and check us out. And we do that through community events. You know, the, the other thing that I like about being a resident here is, yeah, a lot of people like to complain. A lot of people don't like change. But, you know, having been doing this for 16 years and involved in some other things, the projects become better, you know, with ascension. And because when people get involved, they raise points, things that maybe we should be considering. And so that this, this synthetic turf field project, I can already see is gonna be a perfect example. Very contentious. And, and we all get why it's, you know, it's plastic, it's our kids running around there, it's the potential for injuries. We all understand the potential negatives, but invest in the education of, of understanding the pros and cons um, that, that are there. And because the community went through that over a two or three year period, it's going to be a much better project now. You know, it's not going to be a sports complex. It's still going to be a community park, but it's going to have sport attributes and things that the whole community can get involved in. So whether you're 12 years old and learning how to play lacrosse or field hockey or soccer, or you're 72 years old and you just want to come and walk around and get a little exercise, you know, there's going to be something there for you. You know, we're talking about concessions. We're talking about bathrooms. We're talking about better parking access. So, you know, these are the things that through community involvement that usually the projects end up better. 
um, if people would be willing to just be open-minded and come contribute to a success rather than be a detractor yeah. of saying, no, I don't think we should do it. Well, it's the same people talking about the environment, Scoo, that uh, are worried about plastic and water, and yet they're filling up the landfills with all their water bottles that they're drinking. <laughs> so, like, come on. Hey, I just uh, I work off, yeah, go ahead, John. Uh, I work off the philosophy of I'm always looking for reasons to support something, not to kill it. Yeah, yeah. And, and just in pure volunteer spirit, as, as most people, I think, embrace is, you know, you give your time, you give your talent and you give your treasure, which are financial resources. Yeah. Um, and if you can get behind those three things, yeah. there, there are so many great projects that that could evolve for the benefit of the community. Um, and there's always going to be people that are going to say no. I don't know what drives that mentality, but well, John, it's either you're an American or you're American. <laughs> Be an American. You like that, Rick? I like that. I, I love it. And and I would I would say this, you know, having done this for so long, um, most people just aren't educated on the on the facts of, of what it is that's being considered. And I'll take the surf field. Most of the opposition to that was, oh my gosh, our kids are playing on plastic, let's keep them on grass. And, you know, these turf fields have to be replaced about every seven to 10 years based on usage. And while we're filling up our landfills with, you know, 10 acres of plastic, right? Well, that's just not the case. You know, these, these materials are being recycled now and being and made into new turf fields, right? You can change the level of infill, the infill material in there to cut down industries or injuries and to cut down on heat, right? And so, the education process of the industry and where they're going and the benefits they have to society, you know, really need to be explored. And, you know, part of our board's mission, if you will, as I know the city is, and Jason Wisha, the city manager, has done a great job of including people in the community. As I said, there's about 15 community members that are ad hoc on this synthetic park concept. And, you know, four or five of them are against it. You know, 10 of them are for it. So the beauty is we get all viewpoints to kind of work through this. And Jason and city council is wise enough to know that if we get all constituents and all viewpoints to, to, to share their thoughts and, and gain consensus through that process, it'll be, it'll be a better project. And hopefully a project that the city, you know, rallies around and at the ribbon cutting ceremony, this is something that everybody can feel like they had a part in right. and it'll be successful because everybody's views were shared you know, in that process. And as I said, most of the most of the time I've spent on this over the last 24 months is really just about educating people and, and helping them understand the facts of these projects versus things they may read on the internet or things that their friends right. may tell them that that well, is or isn't true. Right. And, and the other side of that is we have to be more enthusiastic instead of defending all the time. I mean, this is a fantastic project that, you know, the city, we should be yelling and screaming about how great it's going to be and what the outcomes are going to be. But it seems like we're always having to defend why, as opposed to look at the greatness of this, what it's going to do for our kids, for the community, everything. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time. I just want to say you guys, I mean, you, you don't get, I don't know how much kudos you guys get, but you guys have transformed a lot of activities in like Lake Forest, Lake Luff since you guys been here um just participating last week in the golf outing another fantastic um job on that i know that's all hard work to do and get that set up but again 
everyone loves doing it, but no one really at times says thank you for everything, the hard work, getting it all set up. And not just you, but the, the rec staff too, because they they're a big part of it. Like you said, John, on a day to day, they're they're not enjoying, they're working it. So great job. Uh, kudos. And Ricky can't leave. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, my my poor wife. Like, you know, Fourth of July, I'm an orphan. You know, I'm. I'm sure you try to sneak out, and that board just won't let you. They just, they just won't you let, back in. They won't let us go. But you know, it's fun. You know, I. You know, it's funny as we get older. And Pete, they are putting in a splash pad out of Townline Park, so it's not a pool, but you can still. He run can't wait. He keeps asking. Oh, I've covered that. Uh... You know, but but you know, I you know, the world is so on edge, and it has been for a few years, right? And so to to be able to come to and live in a community that you know there's relatively no crime, you feel safe, your kids can get on a bike and ride around town, you can go eat. To me, that's Americana, and that's the way it was when I was a kid. Being involved in our communities and being active, school you've been doing announcing and stuff for years, right? John's been involved. I mean, this is this is what makes communities either good or bad. And and you know, the more we can encourage people to do this, the better better community Lake Forest is going. Do what you love and love what you do. John, John, uh, and Rick, thank you so much, John Powers and uh, Rick Amos. Thank you so much for joining us today. Happy to do it, guys. Right, Hey, we thank you all for listening to Lake Forest Podcast. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers and listeners just like you. Well, some of you. Shark Guy Beach Fishing, they're the premier South Florida beach fishing out of Longbow Key, Florida. Their World Reno Campus only put you on the fish, but to help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime, check them out on Facebook or sharkguybeachfishing.com to schedule an outing. Shark Guy is your guy for your next charter. Scoo's trying to charter. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Okay, everybody. Reverend Luke back in the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt A. Elizabeth C., Coastal Lance, Otto, RDM, Broadstop, Breakfast Group in Kenosha, Captain Mike's in downtown Kenosha, and the Greentown Tavern, Waukegan. We thank you all for listening. Cue the non-copyrighted music. 